This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Now go with me into the Old Testament in Exodus chapter 18. We're going to read one passage in Exodus 18, and I'm going to go to Joshua 1. Now, we've been on the Word of God here for several weeks now. Actually, this is number 6. We defined the, the, the importance of the significance of the Word of God. And remember in John 17, 17, the Lord Jesus said, Sanctify them by the truth. My Word is truth. The importance of the Word of God. Once again, you get the Word in you and God will get in you. We then hit on, on the, the mind, according to Romans 12, verses 2, it says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to the Word of God. So we talked about it, how important it is that I learned to think in line with the Word of God. Now, let me read this before we go where we're going tonight. This is just a passage I came across, and it just showed me once again that even in Moses' time, the Word was significant, and it still is. Exodus 18, begin with me in verse 13. And so it was on the next day that Moses set to judge the people, and people stood before Moses from morning till evening. So when Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, saw all that he did for the people, he said, What is this thing you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit and all the people stand before you from morning until evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a difficulty, they come to me, and I judge between one and another, and I make known the statutes of God and his laws. So Moses' father-in-law said to him, The thing that you do is not good. Both you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourselves out, for this thing is too much for you. You are not able to perform it by yourself. Listen now to my voice. I will give you counsel, and God will be with you. Stand before God, before God for the people, so that you may bring the difficulties to God. Now listen to verse 20. And you shall teach them the statues and the laws. You shall teach them the word of God. And show them the way in which they must walk. And then ultimately, he ends with this last few words here. And the work they must do. So he says, teach them the word. Teach them the way they must walk. And teach them their work. What you guys are called for, every one of us. And so when you see this, the instruction to Moses was, number one, you've got to teach him the Word of God. That's the only thing that changes people. And really highlight that they learn to walk in the things of God. And then ultimately, the work they do. Now, you know what that is? That's, that's servanthood also. But this is things that I believe that the Lord's wanting us to know even tonight. The significance of the Word of God. And so... Go with me to Joshua 1, and we're going to go here tonight to what we're going to talk about. Just go to your right a little bit there. Uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and then you'll hit Joshua, Joshua chapter 1. Now tonight we're going to to talk about our words. What I think and what I speak may be two of the most important habits of every one of our lives. Every one of us in here... The scripture here in Joshua will bear witness to that. But my thoughts and my words are the starting point to change my behaviors from bad habits to good habits. My thoughts and my words. And so we can literally talk ourselves into defeat 
or we can literally talk ourselves into victory. Now here in Joshua chapter 1, guys, this is a great recipe for victory for every one of us. Joshua 1, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 8, but before we get there, Moses has died and Joshua is now in charge. And the Lord said to him four times in Joshua 1, he said, be, be strong and of good courage. I'm going to tell you right now, to live by the word of God and to do what God asks you to do, you're going to have to live with courage, kingdom courage. And you're going to have to learn to be strong in the Lord and understand, you know what? I'm going to fear God above people. I put God as my highest priority. I fear the living God, okay? And I believe each one of us need to get this in here. So here we are, Joshua 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. This book of the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, shall not depart in your mouth. So right here, the Lord is telling Joshua, one of the keys to you walking in victory is that you learn to get the Word of God in your mouth. And so he's, he's given me secrets here that if I'll get a hold of this, and so what he's telling me in you is I must learn to speak the Word. Speak the Word. See, too many times we would rather speak the problem or speak the circumstance instead of speaking the word. So he tells me here, get the word of God in your mouth. Look what he goes on to next. And you shall meditate. The word meditate there means to recite the word of God over and over and over, re-speaking of God's word. So you begin to see right here, what I think on will ultimately come out of my mouth. And when I meditate or recite the Word of God, part of the meditation is not only recited in my mind, but it's, I begin to speak it out of my mouth. So he tells me two things here real quick. I've got to speak the Word, and I've got to think in line with the Word of God. Why is that so important? Well, look what he goes on to say. That you may observe to do all or according to all that's written in it. Now, if you'll note in there, he talks about speak the word out of your mouth. Meditate on the word in your mind that you may observe to do all that's written in it. So he's, he's speaking directly to every one of us. And so I, I look at this and, and I begin to think in my own life, when I begin to speak the word of God and I begin to meditate on the word of God, by speaking it and meditating on it, ultimately... I will begin to do it. And you see there that it's really like there's three parts of me, and, and it starts with speak the word, speak the word, speak the word. Once again, you're going to hear me say this. No matter what the circumstances, what I feel or see, the word of God is working mightily in me. So I begin to speak the word, and in my own mind, it thinks in line with the word of God. And before long, I start doing the word. I start doing it. And it's just a product, I believe, of speaking it and meditating on it. Now, you want to see the, the fruit of speaking the word, meditating on the word, and doing it? Look at the last sentences here in this, in this verse, and this will bless you. For then, for then, for then what? After I've spoke the word, meditated on the word, and acted upon the word, for then, who? You will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Man, you guys had a chance to shout. 
This, this doesn't have no strings attached to it. It does not say where you were born. It does not say what your income is. It does not say how many degrees you have in front of your name. It tells me right here, if I'll just speak the word, think the word, do the word, then I'll make my way prosperous and I'll have good success. That is the blessing of just doing the word of God. And so you find in life, People that don't have, and I'm not, edu, not, edu, not knocking education, okay? So don't send me an email, okay? But I know of people that had like fourth and fifth and sixth grade levels of education. And they would get a hold of the principles of the Word of God. And it would dumbfound other ones that say, how did he do that? How did he? Got a hold of the Word of God. He got a hold of the Word of God. Now, go, go with me to Proverbs 18. Let's go a little bit further here tonight. See, when I, I, I constantly get in the Word and I speak the Word and I meditate on the Word, I will walk in success, not by the world's standards, but by God's standards. And it's different. Uh, Proverbs 18. And as you're turning there, many of you will know this. This is an easy one to memorize, but this is the power of of a verbal affirmation. Now, what is an affirmation? The word affirmation means to affirm. So a verbal affirmation is when I begin to speak something out of my mouth, I am affirming what I'm speaking. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. How about saying it this way? Death and life are in the power of my tongue. So here's what goes on every day with us, whether you believe it or not. Every day, the words that are going out of my mouth and your mouth are either life or death. Is that not what it said, okay? I'm, I'm not trying to buffalo you. That's what the Word of God said. That death and life are in the power of the tongue. And he goes on and says, And those who love it will eat its fruit. Those who love the things that come out of my mouth. And so when you look at this, he's telling me here, I must learn to develop the habit of speaking life. Many times because of the way we've been brought up, we are in a habit of speaking negative or death. How many of you have ever been around people that they are some of the most negative people in the world? Well, you know, it's the time for the Hong Kong flu, and if anybody's going to get it, it's going to be me. Three days later, they get sick, and they say, See, I told you so. And I want to say, Well, you prophesied it. You spoke that over yourself. You know what? If anyone's going to go broke, it's going to be me. If I had any luck at all, it'd be bad luck. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep speaking that. No, i got to make a habit of beginning to speak what the Word of God says because the Word of God, I, I, or the Word of God, or the things that I speak in my mouth, out of my mouth, this will, what will, will fill me up. This will be the fruit of my life, the things that are coming out of my mouth, whether death or life. How do you know that? Look at verse 20, the verse before. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. One translation, it, it talks about that part right there. It will be because of, of the wise words that he speaks out of his mouth. Then he says, from the produce of his lips, 
he shall be filled. The The produce of his lips was because of right words. So in this passage right here, he's letting me know I'm, I'm filling my life up with the things that I speak. And so are you. And so we must realize the power that God's given every one of us by the words that we speak out of our mouth. Now, listen real close here. My words are spiritual even. Even though they cannot be seen. As I speak this out of my mouth right now, you can't see the words that are coming out of my mouth. You can't see the words that come out of your mouth. But you can sure see the effect of them. Now, I'm not preaching tonight, name it and claim it. I'm not preaching, blab it and grab it, okay? I'm just preaching, guys, the reality of the Word of God in every one of our lives here, okay? And if you go back and look at Father God in Genesis 1, God never did anything before He first spoke it. If you go back and look, it will say this, And God said, let there be light, and there was light. So what happened first? God spoke it. God spoke it. And God said, I believe in the Big Bang Theory. And God said, and bang, it happened. Okay? I still believe that. But for even us, i got to get a hold of this, okay? If your life is negative, it's probably because you speak negative words out of your life. So what I got to do? I got to start lining up my words your li- with, with the things of God. Your life won't change until you start changing your words. Now here's your thought. Those who say they can and those who say they can't, they're both right. You go around and start saying, Whoo, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. You watch what happens. But if you go around and say, I can't do that. I can't do that. Guess what? You probably never will. Now go with me into the New Testament to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. And so I don't know how many weeks we're going to go, but we're going to talk on the tongue a bunch, okay? The power of our tongue and the significance. And so as you're turning to Matthew 12, I'm going to tell you right now, your homework assignment for next week is begin to be very careful what you allow to come out of your mouth. Okay? And that may be that that you get someone that will hold you accountable. In my life, me and Shelly did this years ago. And you know what she said? She said, I believe this is what we need to do, that every time me and you say anything out of our mouth that doesn't agree with the Word of God, the other one has permission to correct you. I said, okay, I'm all in. Now, the bad thing was that it seemed like that's all Shelly did. It was running 10 to 1. I'd be driving, and I'd say something stupid, just something stupid out of my mouth. And she would look at me, and she'd say, is that what you want God to do in your life? I'd say, no. No. Well, why are you saying it then? But after a while, I, I began to understand, oh, my gosh. I was so stinking negative. Now, here's an illustration that'll help you. Let's just say that Jesus strolled in tonight. And he taps Owen on the shoulder, and he says, here's what I'm going to do for you, Ian. From now on, I'm going to grant to you everything you say exactly as you say it. Do you think it changed Ian's words? 
And Ian looks at me and says, that just kills me. No, he didn't say that. I'm just kidding. But you see what happened. So just use that illustration. And you begin to understand the power of our words. And you look at Jesus' life over and over. I can give you illustrations or you can read your own Bible. When Jesus got into the storms of life, what did he say? He didn't say, oh, crap, let's get out the life jacket. He said, peace be still. Before it ever happened. Remember when Jesus dealt with, with Lazarus, the dead man? He didn't look up to God and hold cross his finger and say, I hope this worked. No, he looked and said, Lazarus, come forth. And here comes Lazarus all dudded up in his mummy clothes. All right, here he came. Over and over, you see what Jesus did. He was the same as Father God. He spoke exactly what he desired. Woo, that's good, Pastor. Somebody ready to write that down. All right, Matthew 12, verse 33. You guys say, man, you act like you're having fun. I'm having a blast. I'm telling you that right now. Matthew 12, verse 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit, or it's recognized by its fruit. Now, that's the same with me and you as human beings. We're known by our fruit or we're recognized by our fruit. Okay, so think about what he's talking about here. When you go to an apple tree, you don't look up there and think, man, there's a banana up there. That's not going to happen. It's the same as a believer. You know what? You're going to be known as a person that, that honors the things of God or not. One of the two. Verse 34. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So a bad mouth is evident of a bad heart. Okay? The heart is the source. Think about it this way. A, a computer can only do what it's programmed in, okay? So in my life, in your life, whatever I put into my heart is going to come out of my mouth. And that's why Joshua was told, speak the word. Speak the word. Don't let this word depart out of your mouth. And so I, I can't change my heart by changing my speech, the way I begin to change my heart is I ask the Holy Spirit to come in and begin to help me and begin to convict me or begin to con or, or, or help me when I get over and I say things that I shouldn't say. So this is what he's getting to. Now keep reading here, it gets better. Verse 35. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you, that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. That word for every idle word is non-working or non-effective. Now you want to highlight something? But I say to you, for every idle word. Now, I, I don't know how God does everything. I don't know if he's got great accountants up in heaven. But... Every word I speak, every idle word, I'm going to give an account of it, and you are too. So when I read this here, this shows me the value and the significance of every word I speak. Every word. Verse 37. For by your words, for by your words, you will be justified, acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned or declared guilty. How? 
by my words. Now, when I read that in verse 37, you know what that sounds like? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So my words are either acquitting me or my words are condemning me. One of the two. And that's, that's the same for every one of us in this room. And so right here, even in this passage, I, I understand here the importance of my words. Speak the word. 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 To walk with God, you must agree with God. One of the ways I agree with God is by speaking the word. Now listen, don't try to get God to line up with your words. You've got to line up with his words. And it's the power of, remember a couple of weeks ago, the word rhema means the spoken word. To start speaking the word of God out of my mouth and continue speaking it over and over and over. Now look with me in Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Ooh, I don't know how far we're going to get here tonight. This is a passage here that Jesus leaves the city of Bethany. And he comes out of the city and he's hungry and from a distance he sees a fig tree. Now a fig tree, if it has leaves on it, normally it has fruit on it. That was the sign that it had fruit. In this situation, it didn't have any fruit on it, but it did have leaves. And really, when you read this parable right here, what Jesus is liking to that is us as believers. He's telling me and you as believers, you ought to have fruit in your life. You may have a bunch of leaves on you, but if you don't have fruit, it's not good. So anyhow, what Jesus ultimately does is he, he speaks to the tree and he tells it you won't produce fruit any, any longer there. Mark 11, verse 20, and this is where we'll pick up. Now in the morning, as they, the disciples and Jesus, passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Now, when he says the fig tree you cursed, it wasn't Jesus said, you blankety-blank tree. No, just out of his mouth he said, hey, you're not going to grow anymore, okay? Now, when Peter recognizes this, Jesus uses this opportunity to teach him the power of your words. Look at verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. Now, not only does he tell them have the God kind of faith or faith in God, verses 23 and 24, he tells us how the God kind of faith operates. So we look at Mark eleven twenty-three. For surely I say to who? You. Whoever. Whoever. Now you can underline that if you want. You know what whoever tells me? The principles of faith are a spiritual law and they will work for whoever that does them. Doesn't matter who you are, okay? So he goes on to say, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Whoever speaks to this mountain. Now, the mountain in this situation is referring to an obstacle. So Jesus tells me right here, start speaking to the obstacles in your life. What am I to speak to them? Speak the Bible to them. Speak the Word of God to them. Now, once again, I'm going to jump back to what I said earlier. I'm not speaking name it and claim it. Here's your thought about the fig tree. From the time a fig tree is planted in the ground until it bears fruit, it's a minimum of three years. I'm not telling you when you start speaking the word of God that it is going to take three years. 
But what if it does? Hmm? Will I keep speaking to the mountain? Will I keep speaking? And so the problem is, as human beings, we start speaking to the mountain, and when things don't happen instantaneously for us, we get mad. Doesn't work, Pastor. I spoke to it the whole week. Every day last week I spoke to it, nothing changed. See, and this is what gets us in trouble. And so think back about here. Jesus tells us, speak to the mountain. We jump back to Joshua 1.8, and Joshua said, this book of law shall not depart out of your mouth. You will speak day and night, day and night, day and night. And so what we've got to birth in us is that I just keep speaking the word, and I keep speaking the word, and I keep speaking the word. And whatever the mountain is in your life, it says, and whoever shall speak to this mountain and say to him, be thou removed and be cast in the sea, not down his heart, but he believes those things he saith, he'll have whatever he says. Man, that's a mouthful. Four times in there he deals with what you say. So I like to say it this way. I'm either speaking to the mountains or the mountains are speaking to me. Now I'm going to give you an illustration. I'm going to close with this. And this, this was just a topic that came up this morning. Um, I remember as a little boy, I, I, I slept walked all the time. And I was up all the time. Well, you know, a lot of times we have the, the thought, you'll outgrow that. Well, I didn't outgrow it. I'm in my 20s and I'm still sleepwalking. And I'm not talking about just little sleepwalking. I'm talking about crazy stuff. I promise you, you could have five deadbolts up there chained, whatever. I'd get out. And in my sleep, I'd roam the neighborhood. Now, that's not good when you're in your 20s and you're strolling out in your little whitey tidies in the middle of the night. People go to jail for stuff like that. So I'm telling you, freaking me out. I mean, freaking me out. I'd wake up and be outside. I'm like, oh, dear, what's going on? I mean... Just nuts. So I begin to, to, to pray, and I said, Lord, you've got to show me. I know that, that this isn't of you. So I began to find in the Scripture, Proverbs 3.24, Psalms 4 and 8, Psalms 127.2, almost every one of them say almost the same thing, that he gives his beloved sweet and peaceful sleep. So when I would read those, I'd say, that's me. I'm his beloved. I'm born again. So guess what I found out right there? I found out God's will for my life is to have sweet and peaceful sleep. But I'm not having sweet and peaceful sleep. So I begin to speak to that mountain. And I begin to say, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God, when I go to sleep tonight, my sleep will be sweet and peaceful. And the first night it happened, it worked not. I speak the word and I speak the word and there were nights and still to this day and I, I'm not telling you every night I do it to this day but most of the time I'd lay hands on my little pillow and I'd say when you, your little head hits the pillow tonight it'll be sweet and peaceful sleep in the name of Jesus so what did I do? I continually to speak the word of God out of my mouth the desire of my heart I didn't desire sleepwalking so quit speaking the things you don't desire start speaking the things you do desire even over your children. If I keep speaking, I keep speaking, I keep speaking. And I, I wish I could tell you in, in time frame how long it took. But it began to kick in. And it began to kick in. And you, you ask Shelly tonight after this service. She'll tell you. That dude can fall asleep in 10 seconds or less. When he lays his little head, he's 
Now, it's not a product of me. It's a product of speaking the Word of God in a situation in my life where there was a mountain. So, we go back here. Let me ask you this. What's the mountain of your life? What's the obstacle in your life? And so, once again, I'm either speaking the problem or I'm speaking the answer. I'm either speaking life or I'm speaking death. Wow. Hallelujah. So, think about this in your own life. Get a hold of this. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat you. Don't get mad at yourself. He's, oh, God, blew it for the millionth and 29th time today. Now, I mean, you just repent and say, Father God, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to put a guard on my mouth. I'm telling you, you get around me and, and you speak negative, I won't agree with you. Okay? You start coming around me and saying stuff like, Woo, the whole church is getting the flu. I'd say, Not me. And when you get around people, and a lot of times people are negative because they've never been taught the Bible. That was me for all those years of my life. I didn't have a clue. I'd go around bragging. I was broke, busted, disgusted, never to be trusted. Didn't have nothing. And I started realizing, man, I'm breaking the 11th commandment. You guys didn't know there's 11th commandment. The 11th commandment is thou shalt not be hung by thy tongue. Okay? And so I got to get the word. I got, and this is just the, the, the starting point of this. The, the thing I'm talking about tonight is I want you to start saying, Holy Spirit, help me to be conscious not only on what I think about. Remember, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, I'm to capture every thought. Well, if I'm ever to capture every negative thought, what about my tongue? And it may be getting your, 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 your spouse or a friend or someone to say, I need help here. Now, don't, don't be ugly about it. Don't you stupid. I said, man, I, I, I need help in this area because every one of us, until I renew my mind to the Word of God and begin to speak it, I'm going to stay negative. You know the number one reason children fail? Because what's been spoken over them. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So you tell a kid day after day, you're stupid. You're going to make F's your whole life. Guess what happens? Then they start making F's and you wonder what? Stand up. Please. <laughs> I'm not being ugly. So, this is where we're headed for the next few weeks. And we're going to add a little bit more. And we're going to add a little bit more. Now, I can tell you about Mark 11, 23 and 24 before we dismiss here. The only two things in there that will keep those, those two verses working for you or working against you is, number one, you must be born again. You've got to give your heart to Jesus. Number two is unforgiveness will stop that. That's Mark eleven twenty five. 25. Okay? Those are the only two things. But I encourage you, look at those, look at those, look at those, and get that in your heart. And this book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth. And whosoever shall say unto thou, Mount, be thou removed, be cast into the sea, not down his heart. But he believes those things he says. He'll have whatever he saith. Father God, I'm going to speak the word. I'm going to speak the word. I'm going to speak the word, okay? Let's pray. Father God, we love you tonight. We honor you tonight. And, whoo, Lord Jesus, we, we thank you for your teachings, your insight. But right now, Holy Spirit, we ask you to come in here and help every one of us that you... You help us to speak life, to speak blessings. And Father God, that if we've been negative and we've 
violated the, the word that you told us about, Lord, we repent tonight. And we ask you to help us again. Now, bless all the saints in here, Father God, and that we become doers of the word, not hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.